Welcome, welcome back to episode number four. Is it four? It's four. Or is it three? Is it three? Wow. I think it's three. I'm 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 sorry guys. I'm all messed up. It's been a long week. <laughs> We're going ins and outs of certain things. Uh <laughs> but it's your boy B. It's your boy Sam. And we got this special, special guest coming in today. We got a couple of special guests. We got a couple of special guests. We got the Wexstaffs, hey. uh, Michael and Lauren Wexstaff. Hey. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got another special guest. And we got my beautiful, beautiful wife jumping in for the first time. Hello, everybody. Whoa. That's your sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sultry. <laughs> sultry, I was sick two weeks ago, boys. <laughs> um, so we're, get, we're jumping back into the... Uh, questions of who people are, their, their questions and victories and challenges. Um, so our first question to the Wexstaffs is, what motivates you to work hard? You want to start? <laughs> sure. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a personality trait. Yeah. Um, my parents distilled it into me at a young age, especially my dad. Um, he grew up in a lot of poverty and he, um, worked really hard to be where he's at now and be able to provide for my family. So a lot of the conversations growing up was like, if you're going to do anything and do it a hundred percent, you have to do it with excellence. You know, you're, you got to be all in, you don't do, don't do anything halfway. And that just really stuck with me. Uh, Michael and I were just having this conversation about how um, I have insane perseverance <laughs> to the point where he thinks I'm a crazy person. Like I just, <laughs> I just stick Multiple with some, yeah. Work, like work stuff. yeah, like I just stick with something for so long that at that point somebody should have quit. But Dang. I think even with like creatives and people that have like this mind to artistic people and creative people they want to do something to the best of their ability because that's yeah. your that's your name at the end of the day i mean I, I guess that's what everyone should be doing like photography your leather work mm -hmm. your your passion for coffee michael is like wild <laughs> Ashley's earrings and then and then sam his entrepreneurship and his his ability to cut people's hair and minister to them is just wild. And at the, at that level, it's, you don't want your name to be at a regular mm -hmm. right. level, you know, especially yeah. when you work so hard. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, and I think <clears throat> it, I think if you're a, you know, follower of Christ too. It kind of goes like a step further that like everything you do, you want to do in excellence yeah. and you want to do it unto the Lord and you want to be the best that you can be. And, you know, I think about the parable of, um, the servants who received talents and what they did with them. And I always think yeah. about stewardship mm. a lot. Um, I have a really strong conviction about stewardship and about doing things to the best that you can. And, um, I think that's what contributes to my craziness. <laughs> so, and, um, and also like, I think like what you said, like being artists, there is a level of perfectionism 
too. Like everything you do is never like what you envisioned in your head. And it's always going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do another iteration of that. Or I'm going to do that again. And I'm going to like try that again. And um, in a pursuit of perfection that only you set the bar for. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. What about you, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Uh, I will have to say we've had multiple like shows and markets and the amount of work she puts in is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, for me, it, it really comes back to uh, after high school, I was an intern for, with my youth pastor. Um, and I was so excited to graduate and go to work at the church. <laughs> I just, I remember the night before I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep that I was so excited to work for free and it didn't make any sense. <laughs> just didn't make sense. But what it really came down to is I have the opportunity to serve. Yeah. Um, the opportunity to give and I'm called to do that. Yeah. Um, so hard work's never scared me. Um, lots of, yeah, lots of hours, you know, when I was interning, I would put in about 40 hours a week at the church and then 30 at my job. Um, and did that for over a year Yeah, and it was just normal. Um, but I, I think we get so focused on sometimes a little bit of a sidetrack, like the idea of rest, um, and needing our alone time. And I'm a little bit more extroverted, so I don't need that much time. Um, but we get focused on just being able to do what we want to do. And I think part of that comes that with just laying down your own desires yeah. and saying, all right, yes, Lord, if you want me to do this, I want to be obedient. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> Gosh. I always see you um, working on your, your craft of earrings. Right. Um, and working hard at that is not only like your mother at the same time a wife and also a creative you stay up till one two o'clock in the morning um and i understand it's because that's like a passion of yours right um what is is there an end like i don't want to say end goal but is there a part of that that you want to achieve like with your your earrings um, so right now I don't think there's really an end goal for me with the earrings. Um, not like a monetary value or anything like that. I feel like my biggest goal is just to create things that people love that make them feel beautiful and it adds a pop to their day. You know, it starts a conversation with somebody that maybe they wouldn't have started a conversation with. It gives them Uh, Somebody gives them a compliment that maybe they wouldn't have gotten, you know, on a different day. So um, really right now it's a creative outlet. I mean, of course, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I help build the church. You know, there's just so many other things going on. This is something that I just love to do on my downtime. It gives me something to um, put my hands to work since I'm not working, Um, but it also does good for other people, and I love that aspect yeah. of it. So, so before we get to like the the meat of things, right, and going towards how Ashley was saying, 
she enjoys and loves to see people wearing her her product. Lauren, I know you work with leather, mm. right? Yes. Um, shameless plug. What is it called? Archive Goods. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beautiful Beautiful when you see it on the streets and you see people wearing it, like what does that do for you as an artist? Because I know how I feel when someone either posts my photos or it's like in framed. I know how that feels. But as someone that makes, like, work with their hands, like Ashley, like, how does that? Uh, well, at first, it's disbelief. I'm like, is that mine? Yeah. <laughs> is that mine? <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, is that mine? And I'm like, oh, that is mine. Wow. And and then I'm, like, watching them and following them for a while. Just to, like, want to take a picture? Yeah. Like, picture. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to remember, like, who is that? Did I see him at a market? And I go like way down this rabbit hole, but, um, I feel really proud. Um, I, there's a couple of people in, um, well, actually most of my customers are repeat customers, which that makes me really happy. Um, and proud that they love my stuff so much that they want another thing. And, um, I, there's one of my customers, she bought a bag for me two years ago. I've never seen her with the bag, not on her. Like, she, and she travels and stuff. And so, I, like, I follow her on Instagram and she's like hiking Big Bend with the bag on. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can leave that at home, you know? <laughs> like, but yeah, it's just like a crossbody bag that sits real close to the chest. But she just, yeah, she like goes everywhere with it. And um, her husband is a photographer and was like, Dude, she never takes that thing off. Damn. She sent it to me for a repair and it was like um the magnet um had broken. It was like a super easy repair. And he was like, How quick can you get that back? Cause she was like, she didn't want it repaired. She was willing to wear it broken. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'll I could have it done in a week. And he was like, Okay, yeah, just let me know and I'll come pick it up. So does it patina does it patina really well? Yeah, so it's um so I work with Italian vegetable tanned leather, which means that it's leather that has been tanned with like water, bark, mm. thyme. Like there's no chemicals, there's no chromium six. And the reason why I choose that is because it's um, a, a very sustainable and it's also the oldest process for tanning hides, oh, wow. like goes back in ancient history. And um the problem with chromium six is that they're dumping like the byproducts back into water systems and people in like, so like, um, Cambodia is actually a big leather producer. And, um, most of the people have jaundice because of the water. Oh wow! Yeah. And so it's like that type of things that's always in the forefront of my mind. And I know that a lot of people would be like, okay, well, leather is not really sustainable because it's like a cowhide. And like, I even take it a step further. Like I work with tanneries who are part of a like consortium who protect the people working with leather. They protect the environment. Like the leather comes as a byproduct from the food industry mm. and every part of the cow is used. So like the hair is sent to, um, masonries so that they can use for like the binding agents 
for bricklaying and stuff like that. Yeah, like every little thing is broken down. (laughs) It's kind of insane. And so, (laughs) um, so I really take a lot of pride in that. And, and of course, like the leather is beautiful and um, it patinas. And and I, I know that's not really for everyone. There's certain people who just like want their bag to stay the same yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. And I have no problems with that. Excuse me. But um, I'm really focused more on the like sustainability side of it. Yeah. My glues are all water based that I use. My thread is linen. Um, like... I think of all those little <laughs> things, but, um, but yeah, I, it makes me happy. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's to, to know, like I've seen, okay. I'm looking, whenever I look at your, your photos of like your workspace and the one that you have on your, like your page, I'm always thinking like, what is her process and like, what is it for? How is it done? But it's interesting to know that like, yeah. To dive deeper into that, you know? Like, um, from an artist's perspective, I'm very much process-oriented, and that's not really ideal for marketing, because nobody cares. <laughs> Except for other artists, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, they don't care. Like, I could say, oh, this bag is, like, hand-stitched, and I'm, like, using European saddle stitching, and I can go down, and they're like, that's cool. So, like, how fast can you have the bag? Or, like, can you make a different <laughs> style? <laughs> Like, I've had people say that, and I'm like, okay, so I, maybe I need to shift gears a little bit. I mean, and there's some people who appreciate that. Like, maybe they've been to Italy, and, like, they recognize that type of craftsmanship. And um, I've never been to Italy, so I'm always like, I'm like wow. Um, I didn't – I mean, that. thank you. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it makes me really – proud during the yeah. process but a lot of it is handwork yeah um so like cutting by hand and sewing by hand and like everything i even have a like i know this is a podcast you can't see anything but i even have a prototype with me that i've like this is my first day carrying it and like nobody's ever seen it here Michael, as the spouse, the partner, the the um, the uplifter, the rock, right of this of your wife, mm-hmm. how does it feel? Because I know how it feels when I see Ashley like smile mm-hmm. when she like sees her product on somebody. Um, yeah, that's fire. How does it feel like being a supportive partner? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, when I see somebody give her a compliment. You know, the the funny thing is sometimes it, it just takes somebody else saying what you've been saying, um, and it just yeah. needs to come from a different source. Because uh, I I I will be the first to brag on her. Yeah. Uh, at the detriment to her getting mad at me at times. <laughs> She's like, I can tell people. I'm like, I know, but I want to tell people too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I will be the first to point out that she made that, that she sewed it by hand, that she spent hours in her studio doing this, um, because she loves what she does. That's. So. It, it's it's like um I want to say like a proud like a proud parent right when you when you see your child do something great but you're seeing your spouse 
like your life partner do something just so amazing. Yeah. You want to show them off and you want to show like their craftsmanship and their, their love that they put into something. And it's like, um, being, being a married couple, mm-hmm. you want to see that you want to see the growth, not only as t- together, like a, a partnership, but also as individuals. And when you go and grow into something, it's like, Man, yeah. I saw I saw the idea, mm. I saw the thinking of it, and yeah. I saw I heard everything. I see the night and the nights of hard work, and when it comes down to the final product, and you see it on somebody, you're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, man, my wife made that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's amazing, um, you know. And to take it a step further, you know, the I think beyond just the making of things, knowing that she enjoys what she does yeah like she's loving what she's doing but it's also where she feels like she's supposed to be um you know i i maybe it's just me but you know we obviously we all got to make money we all got to live we all need all those things um but if we can find a spot and find our own little piece of life where you know all those things align uh just lucky to have that we're blessed yeah um and it doesn't happen often so uh the fact that we've been able to do what we've done for so long that she's been able to pursue this and continue on this for so long uh it it comes down to both of us and you know i I remember when she said hey i want to do this and it was just all right let's let's do that you know we we don't know when this will make a full income or whatever (laughs) but it was saying yes that we're on board together. Yes, we're a team through the ups and the downs, whether it makes a ton or doesn't make any. I, I still joke, like, girl, one day you're going to be my sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm That's cool with that. <laughs> That's the I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, and I have no, no qualms about that. Yeah, That's, so That's real good, man. So that's good, you know, but um, one of the main questions we always ask our guests is like, so like if I was to ask you, so who's who's Mike mm-hmm. or who's Lauren, like how would you answer that? Man, uh, you know, that's one of those questions that I feel like goes a little deeper and uh, I think we could sit here for a long time, me talking, because there's so much context <laughs> to that question. Um, I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, who I am uh ties greatly into my faith um greatly into what i believe uh and why i'm here um and for me it's i'm called to serve mm-hmm. um regardless of my desire or want uh that i'm called to serve here as a man as a husband um, as an employee in any aspect of life and even, you know, even in church. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I love, this has been the first year in my entire life that I haven't been super involved in a church and it's been different for me. Um, but it's been a good healing year for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I tied my identity to serving in church 
so drastically that I didn't know who I was apart from it at times. Mm. Um, and not, I want to make that that difference. I tied my identity to the church and serving, not to God and serving. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, and that was the issue. That's good. Um, so it's been a really healthy year. Um, not the easiest of years, yeah. um, and, but definitely a growing year. Mm. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I want to add to what Michael said, you know, um, he is probably one of the most empathetic people I've ever met. And he always calls it being sensitive. And I'm like, it's not being sensitive. Like that's different. Like what it, what attracted me so much to him is like, I saw someone just like trying to get under his skin and like, you know, telling him this and that. And he was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I was like, dang, I was like, I like that. Like just, I don't care what you say about me, but if you were to like open up to him and share your something personal and deep, he could empathize with you and he'll sit there with you and just, if you needed to cry, he'll sit there and let you cry or he'll even cry with you. And I don't, I don't call that being sensitive. I think it's like, I don't know for, for me, it was something I really valued because I felt like he was somebody who was willing to listen and who would try to understand you um, and also just didn't care what people thought. And um, anyways, that's who I see Michael as. <laughs> and he's loud. Um, <laughs> and he's loud. Like if I'm looking for him, I can hear him like across the building. And I'm like, go this way. But <laughs> find Michael's voice. Yes. <laughs> but um but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard I'm hard to answer that question. Um, I mean, I would identify myself as uh, I mean, first and foremost, a, a follower of Christ, um, an artist, which I just came to grips with that. I mean, I have a fine arts degree, but I was always like. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not an artist. <laughs> like, I would tell people I wasn't an artist or, like, I have a hard time if people would, I don't know, maybe they have, like, a creative stereotype. Mm. Yeah. Like, you're messy and you're unorganized and you don't follow through with things. And I was like, that's, that's totally not true. I'm a very organized person. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to be in order to be creative. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, and the stereotype always bothered me so much that I wouldn't, like, tell people I was creative. But it's just so ingrained into who I am that you cannot see it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm like, how do I answer that question? Um, I'm a wife. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, it's, it's, no, it's, it's okay. So, whenever someone, when when we have spoke about this podcast, right, and uh, we brought someone on, and they said, well, "What are you going to ask me?" You know, like just like Michael had said, "Well, what's the topic?" I said, "You two. Um, and it seems like it's always the hardest question: is who cool. is blank? Yeah, or, or who are you? Who are you? And people sometimes tie their identity to like worldly things mm -hmm. and different situations oh i'm um i'm an artist or i'm uh 
I do such and such and such, right? But who are you actually? Like, what was your upbringing, and how did you become who you are now, right? Like, yeah. When I first met Michael, he was in the middle of the building a church. Like, he was at church, and he looked like a lost child. <laughs> and I was like, who is this big dude just? <laughs> Sticking out in the... <laughs> so I walked up to him. I was like, hey, hey, man. Like, are you... I've never seen you. And... You know, he had the coffee hat on. Yeah. You know, he had the coffee hat on. I, I wanted to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I saw like, the pins. I'm like, oh, this this, this dude's cool. <laughs> no, but, sir. Um, we've done a We've done a group together, me and Michael. And then... Like we've set, had a sit down and getting to know him is probably how you explain to him. Like explain, he's not sensitive. He's human. Like mm-hmm. he's a man who understands who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a child of God. He's a husband. He also is a friend. Mm-hmm. And like friends, man, literally sat down. Was like I need friends. How many? <laughs> listen, like how many men will come up to another man, like and just, look, and just admit something like that? Yeah, just yeah. admit, like be vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Takes right? guts, and it it seems like that's always the hardest question. It's like who's? It's like an interview question, right? When you sit in front, like, <laughs> oh, who's Brandon? Like, you go blank. Like, uh, my resume is there. Yeah, that's a piece of paper. Yeah, you know, I'm, I want to know who I'm hiring. Like. If you were to, if you were to meet Ashley right now, right, mm-hmm. and she was like, "So, who are you? Like, what? What do you do? What do you like? What like?" It's like a base question, but when you start to get into the thick of things, it's like, "Well, I'm a child of Christ mm-hmm. first and foremost." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you start going in deeper, as like friends should, mm-hmm. you start to understand like how your upbringing was to make you who you are. Why do you do certain things, mm-hmm. right? Like, we've had conversations before of why we process certain things in our life, and it's because of how we were brought up. Mm-hmm. I talk to Maverick certain ways because of how I was brought up, you know? Um, I think at the end of the day, it's more about how, how we converse with people, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the ease of things i think that's where it's so i'm definitely a chronic overthinker like i overthink <laughs> everything and so so i will overthink things and it's so dumb um and uh i think that just stems from wanting to be understood i've always felt very misunderstood even um as a child um and I was, you know, I was bullied or whatever. And um, I really struggled with that. And then the bullying stopped when I got into high school and I was good at sports. So, and I would always throw it back into people's faces because it upset me. I'm like, oh, you only want to be my friend because I can do this, this, and that, and I'm on the varsity team and this and this. And then they do, they wouldn't know what to say because it was true. Yeah, mm. they'd be like, oh, that's not that's not the reason why. And I was like, yeah, but last year when I wasn't playing sports and I was just like listening to music 
in the corner. <laughs> like you didn't want to talk to me then. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I've always like struggled with wanting to be, um, understood. Um, and I think that's why I overthink because I try to explain what I mean, like yeah. without trying to hurt other people's feelings mm. or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I want to be raw and honest and I want to say exactly what I, what I feel. And, um, it's hard towing that line of like saying what you feel and what you mean and not hurting someone else, you know, speaking the truth or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I, I've had a, Michael said it earlier, we've had a really rough year. We left, um, a church that we were on staff for about 10 years. It was like our life. And, um, we, pretty much did every job that there was, um, things that we didn't know how to do, like things that I did not want to do, like take the youth to camp. And I was the <laughs> old. <laughs> hey, I can see Mike being a cool youth leader, bro. He was the youth pastor. Oh my God. Yeah, he was. He was the, he was the youth pastor. Dude. And uh, I was the... Um, yeah, I was the negligent wife who didn't want to be part of it. So I was like, I don't want anything to do with those teenagers. They scare the crap out of me. I don't want anything. I'll book the hotel, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'll do all the admin stuff. Just don't make me go Lauren to the camp. Lauren just drives the bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I drive the van. I and couldn't get off for work one year, so Lauren had to go, and she's like, why are you making me do this? Yeah. Why are you making me do this? I was mad. I was so mad, and that year the girls were so dramatic too <laughs> yeah and it was like i couldn't sleep the girls were so dramatic and then it was like conversations of like <laughs> you know they had those shorts rule with your fingertips that's it and they're like well chelsea has her short and it's like one inch shorter and so she's a slut and i'm like wait hold on <laughs> like, <laughs> like whoa i was like, we the line there. Yeah, I was like wait a minute <laughs> okay everybody set up for this <laughs> I, know, I was like or like they were like picking on each other and i had to like break up a fight and i had to pull them out of a i had to pull them out of a youth game and i was i, I and i was like sit down <laughs> all I all I knew how to do was be mean because I was like they have to take me seriously so I have to be mean and so I was like sit down sit and they all like got quiet and I was like stop hurting each other's feelings <laughs> it's not nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like be friends you're lucky to have friends I didn't have friends <laughs> and I'm like dude like making it about myself <laughs> and they're just looking at me and then after that we didn't have any problems but um yeah so but yeah we came out of that and um you know our pastors were called away to serve in another church and we um love those pastors like so much practically raised michael and brought me out of a lot of stuff and um they were called to serve in another state and um 
I was left basically running in the church. Um, so I was on, our church had like a board of directors essentially, and I was on the board, but I was not the president of the board. Um, the guy who was the president totally flaked and mm. was like, yes, actually you're doing all this because you don't have a real job. And yeah, so I was like, okay, yeah, for God, you know, I'm God. just yeah, like just trying to like hype myself up. Wow. And it was like six months of me trying to like make sure events were still going, life groups are still happening. Like, okay, our interim pastor, he's good. And, we, you know, he's coming in to preach on Sunday. Okay, we got to get a set list together. Um, who's, you know, like planning center, everything. And um, it burned me out. And um, I was questioning a lot of things like, why would other Christians do this to other Christians? Like, we're all supposed to serve together. Why are we, why do, why are we putting this on each other? Like, oh, well, you have more time on your hands so you can do it. And that really bothered me. And it made me really upset and angry. We ended up hiring a pastor. And um, for Michael and I, we knew we were going to leave the church whenever the pastor was hired. And um, it wasn't until we like started to get to know that pastor that it really confirmed it for us. Yeah. Um, maybe he's right for the church right now in the season that they're in, but it's not right for Michael and I. Yeah. And um, we tried to leave on the best terms possible, training other people to take our positions and all that stuff. But um, he ignored us, pretended like we didn't exist for six weeks, weeks, didn't want to pray us out with a blessing, Um, all of that stuff. And it was really hard, Um, especially after we've given so much time to the church. And um, so that created a lot of resentment and bitterness just towards church life. Um, led to me questioning God and why would God do this to someone who's been so faithful? Like, why would you mm-hmm. put me through all these like tests and trials? I was like, what, what, what more do I need to learn about, <laughs> you know? And I, and I was like, I already did the hard work. That's what I was struggling with. I was like, I did the hard work when I was like 20, 21. Like I did, I wanted nothing to do with you. And here I am trying to serve you. And it's like, you're putting me through the ringer. Why are you doing this to me? And I was upset and, you know, very suspicious of pastors and leaders. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know. This is all a game. This is all like, you know, they're going to say things to try to get me to serve and all this stuff. Um, But I was really just dealing with my own stuff. Um, Did some therapy um that at first I was like I don't know why I'm here I told the therapist that (laughs) I was like I was here because somebody told me I had to be here and and And, uh um and he's like well do you think you need this and I was like I don't know I don't know if I need this I mean I have some stuff but everybody has stuff he was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> He's like, we're going to unpack some things. You do need this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, and he had some tough conversations where with me where I left mad and upset. And I was like, why would he say that? You know, but, um, very recently, um, I came out of all of that yeah. and I remembered that 
God never fails. Yeah. Um, there's so many times that his goodness has like poured out over Michael and mine's life that I, it would be foolish for me to forget that. Yeah. Like I'm a fool for sinking into the trap of like, oh, the church is just out to get everyone and the church is this and religion is this and blah, blah, blah. Just falling into the mindset of everyone else around me. And most of my friends aren't believers. Hmm. So it's easy to like hear that and be like, yeah, Yeah. man, you're right. Like totally. Yeah. 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 And they gas me up on that. And me trying to stick through it. And that's like my persistence. Like I said earlier, I kept going to church and I'm like, all right, God, do you have something? for me i mean show up i want your presence reveal yourself to me come on like yeah. i was antagonizing which is not wise either but <laughs> because he smacks he'll, you in the face yeah because yeah. he shows show up. up he smacks you in the face so you get real down low to the point where you thought you wouldn't revisit those dark places again yeah. and they yeah. come back with a vengeance and then you're like no like getting up in the middle of the night feeling like I'm about to lose myself. Like mm-hmm. my life is about to be gone and getting up and have to have <laughs> poor Michael. <laughs> I have to wake him up. And he's, I was like, baby, you need to start p- praying. And he's praying for something completely different. <laughs> I don't even remember what you were praying about. It was like, Talking about getting oh, a puppy. puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was praying for the puppy. Oh. Yeah, he was like, He's like, Lord Jesus, help us find a good dog. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I also had a dream about a dog. <laughs> I was like, that ain't right. But um, yeah, having to get up out of bed and be like, no, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And like having to pro- pro- proclaim that over my life over and over and over because I didn't believe it. Yeah. I didn't believe it for the past year. And it was like, it was like Satan was trying to like come into my life and say, yeah, you're not a child of God. Remember, because you're a bad person and you did this and you said this and you blah, blah, blah. And um, your life is not worthy and all this other kind of stuff. And I have to be like, no, I'm a child of God. And like in that moment, it was like everything dissipated yeah. and it was like calm and silent and like thoughts were gone and the rumination of like just over thinking my life was just silenced and I went back to sleep I was like just passed out <laughs> I was like man it was so much okay, there's so much like, spiritual warfare like I just passed out <laughs> so Michael Michael over there Michael over there with the dog yeah well Michael was already gone he was like already asleep and I'm still standing up being like no in Jesus name like did y'all get the dog at least no <laughs> still looking we're still looking for a puppy but um I, to answer your question, um, I think, you know, everybody grows up with their different things. You know, for me, it was being told that I wasn't good enough, um, that I didn't do X, Y, Z. I, you know, if I got an A minus, then why wasn't an A plus and like stuff like that, things that were out of my control had to be in my control and when you get into that cycle of like everything needs to be in my control it creates anxiety um to the point where it was just like i i couldn't manage it like the insomnia the the panic attacks 
I've had like 10 panic attacks this year. And to the point where I was just like, and every time I was driving and I was like, I started having thoughts and then I call Michael and I'm hyperventilating. And then I have to call my therapist because I I can't catch my breath. And, and you know, it's, it's scary because I never thought that I would experience that. I always thought that if that were to ever happen to me, I could control it. And it just, my body just took over and it it was very scary. And um, I think that was the other thing, you know, you hear a lot about like mental health and I truly believe mental health is super important. Yeah. But I think where we're taking it a tad too far is it's becoming people's identity. Mm-hmm. They're saying, this is who I am. I'm an, I'm somebody who's riddled with anxiety, suicidal thoughts. I have B, BPD. I have uh, CPT, CPTSD, like all, whatever these What's things. BBD? Uh, borderline personality disorder. Oh, and BPD. BPD, oh sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mushing all my acronyms together. <laughs> You're like, what now? No. <laughs> like, That's new? That's new. When did yeah. that one come out? It's a designer mental health disorder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I just I just noticed that like the more I like I was sinking into that and I could hear my own conversations with other people. I was just like, "Oh, well, I have anxiety and this and that." And I'm like, "No, why am I letting this define me? Like it's mm. just taking over every aspect of my life where I couldn't work. Like I had to stop working. Like I also a freelance photographer and um I had to stop stop driving to Austin to do work and because it was stressing me out and I was having panic attacks and all this and that. And, um, it like with archive goods, like I just felt like I would get into the studio and I would just be like, well, I can't do that. Or I'm behind or like, I don't have that equipment to do that or this in like, and then I just wouldn't work and it just, and I would sleep like for hours and everything just messed me up. But, I think there needs to be a balance with those things when when it comes to mental health and recognizing like, yes, we need help, get the help, surround yourself with people who will uplift you and encourage you and get you out of the mess. And you also have to be okay and trust those people to speak truth into your life when you're the one who continues to believe the lies and you're the one who continues to believe the negativity like I was and not adopt those things as this is my personality now this is my identity now yeah i just didn't want to be that and um i felt like i was a completely different person i had a dream and i just remembered it today during pastor courtney's message today i forget what he was saying he was saying everything that i was like amen amen it was like exactly where i was at and uh something about like I don't, I don't even remember, but the dream was, um, I was in a house and I guess it was our house, but, um, I walked by a mirror and I saw myself, but I knew it wasn't me, but it looked just like me. And I had to start rebuking in like the name of Jesus. You are not welcome here. And it was like, I woke up, remember, like remembering the dream and thinking my old life 
the past me, who I was, I have to rebuke that out of my life too. That is not me anymore. That's not welcomed Mm -hmm. here. Like God has made me a new creation. God has brought me out of my stuff. He is, he is forgiven me of all of my sins. He's healed me. He's healed me, mind, body, and soul. And I need to receive and accept that and enter into that and walk in that confidence because it's not even just for me. It's for other people too. And I experienced that at bold night. Oh my gosh. I can't even begin to explain (laughs) how many things were coming full circle on bold night. You know, I was, this all this whole year is the most I've experienced anxiety and anxiousness and stuff. So I was a little anxious and I was like, when I used to do these things, you know, I had a whole group of friends and we would go do this and stuff like that. And I'm just going by myself. And I was like, no, you're going in there. You know, these people, it's not a big deal. Like, shut up, (laughs) get in there. (laughs) Like whatever, who cares? And, um, I walked in and I found a seat and I sat down and probably like the second worship song in, I saw, um, a girl that I had been talking to and, um, I felt the Holy spirit being like, you need to go sit next to her. There's this empty seat by her. And I was like, nah, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in the middle of a song. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. And so, um, I kept feeling, I kept feeling that nudge to go do that. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go do it. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now and just go. And so I went, this poor lady, I like knocked the crap out of her on the way of getting out of the aisle. <laughs> she was like, she was like, <gasps> like all doubled over. And I was like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Like, I was just trying to be discreet. I don't know, whatever, goodbye, you know? And so I was just That's so, yeah, I was like, ignore, yeah. Giving her, giving her the people's elbow. But I, I was so nervous. And then, I went up to her and I just hugged her. I didn't say anything. And she was crying and I was, and she's like, come sit next to me. And I was like, okay. That's what I was here for. You're going to be like, all right, cool. Go back to your seat. <laughs> like I've been sad, but sat. And, um, uh, pastor Haley had a very specific word for me. That was really good basically describing everything that I just talked about. And then at the end of service, the girl that I was sitting next to, she was like, well, I guess I should have asked for prayer for someone. And I was like, do you want prayer? And she goes, (laughs) she goes, yeah, but I don't want to bother you. And I was like, dude, I'll pray with you. Like right now you want prayer. Why are, what is it? And she goes, okay, well, this is going to sound really weird, but um, I felt like God's been telling me to talk to you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And and I was like, go on. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I continue. And she's, she's like, yeah. Cause like he was saying like, you're going through the same things that I'm going through. And I was like, okay. And so she proceeds to explain it literally to the T like same verbiage, same words, like same experiences. And I was like, and she's crying and I'm just shocked. I'm like, and I'm just letting her like, I'm like, keep going, keep going. You got, you, you've got to speak it out. Like you've got to get it, whatever it is in here, you've got to say it. Yeah. And, um, 
And then um, I began to talk to her and she's you know, crying again. And I was like, okay, let's pray. <laughs> so we prayed and it was really good. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then all these like memories um, flooded to my mind of like, God saying, yeah, you are a child of God. I'm, I've given you my Holy Spirit. I've, I've put something in you. I've put, um, leadership. I've put, um, wisdom. I've put these things in you and you have to go out with confidence. You can't be scared anymore. You know, better. Mm you know better. And I'm like, I do know better. I'm sorry. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You prepared me for this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I was thinking, oh my God, this whole year was for this one moment. Yeah. This yeah. one moment. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. And like the rest of the night we like hung out and I was still like, disbelief. I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe what just happened because I was convinced that I would never have connection ever again. Mm. Like that I was alone and that I would never connect with anybody ever. That that was just shut off. Relationship was not for me anymore. Mm. And that was the lie that I believed. Relationship's not for you because you have mental disorders and because you're messed up and because nobody can relate to you and because you're everybody's going to misunderstand you forever. And because you can't articulate your words and because this, and you can't articulate your feelings and this, this and that. And I'm like, and that's what I believed. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's what took me so long to get back up on the worship team. Cause I was like, I you, can't do this. You killed it. <laughs> like <laughs> for some reason, like on your ear, I'm on my, so on my ears, <laughs> her, her voice was highlighted that day. It was what? It was like highlighted. Like it was, I could hear your voice clearly. Oh my gosh! I, and I saw was like, videos. Wow. I saw pictures, right? Mm-hmm. I saw video. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but I saw the pictures. I saw the videos, and I we were sick, right? So we couldn't make it. But damn, Lauren! <laughs> <laughs> I we wish we were there because. Okay, so as the lead of the photography team, that. The images that were put out is what we want, mm-hmm. right? It's for someone to look on social media and feel the Holy Spirit working within either someone on the serve team, yeah, on the worship team, people that are coming in. We want people that are out that are that have never been to Grace Avenue, that don't know who God is, mm-hmm. that doesn't have a relationship, to see what it is mm-hmm. to have a relationship. For you to stand up on that stage and just sing and worship your heart away. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And that's because <laughs> I know, we know your story. Right? Yeah. We know yeah. your testimony. <clears throat> and for you, for us to see that, I was like, thank you, God, because you've finally broken those. You've broken it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I know you were, you were talking about bold. Mm-hmm. Is that your first bold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love bold. Mm. Like the men we have are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have funny pizza. Yeah. No, bold <laughs> is bold is different though. Like bold is different. Even, even when I was like playing, like I was like 
verge of tears, chills. I'm like, yeah. this presence is just heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could just feel it. Like it's just like literally just like there's just a hugging. picture that I have of you. I was, I didn't put it out. <laughs> I didn't put it out because this was right after Pastor Haley had spoke to you. Mm. Yeah. I saw you there. Mm. I saw, I see everyone, right? But I saw you there. And right before Pastor Haley was talking to you, there was a sense of like, I don't know if I should be this close. Mm. I don't know if I should be sitting here. Mm. You know, like you were saying, like, I don't know... If I, if I need to be sitting at this seat, mm-hmm. but after Pastor Haley spoke to you, it was like, okay, everything's being breaking, broken, everything's being removed, but I saw the joy coming back into you, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I gotta take these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was editing them, I was like, I don't want to put this out because <laughs> <laughs> I question sometimes. I'm like, does this need to be put? Mm. Yeah, mm. sure. You know, some some things are more intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'll send it to Michael. See if yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <coughs> for everyone that's listening and doesn't know what if you've never been to a bold, it is our pastors, our pastor Janelle's like baby. Mm-hmm. And it's to uplift and um allow the women of the church just to one have a night to themselves and mm-hmm. have a, a um an experience with god you know mm-hmm. but also it allows our pastor to speak into the women of our church and also their friends mm-hmm. just to see like what it is to have a relationship with god yeah. the things that the women of our church have gone through and they've broken through and been able to go through the wilderness and the valley, but able to come out stronger women, you know? Um, if So if you ever get an invite, go. don't miss it. <laughs> Do not miss it. But I'm super happy that you were able to share your testimony. Um the year that you went, went through, the, the year that you and Michael have gone through, mm-hmm. that's the valley. Mm-hmm. It was the wilderness. Yeah. You know? Michael, you stood strong. Mm-hmm. Lauren, God was waiting for you to step out your way. <laughs> <laughs> God was waiting for you to step out the way. Like He's looking at it. He's looking like, um... You know Are you done with your temper tantrum, kids? <laughs> like, no, but 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 you've stepped into like this next season with so much confidence, mm-hmm. and you could just see it like it just radiates off of you. It's different. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I remember meeting you guys. You know, uh, last year. What? Where? What year were we in? I mean, January. So yeah, yeah, like at the end of last year, and getting introduced to you guys, and I could tell like that Mike was carrying. Mm. caring for the both of you guys oh yeah you know for sure and for me you know just being a part of literally like what i love to do at church is for people to meet other people and make a connection like that's what i love to see and so it also it in part of me is like man i want to love on her i know she needs it but i also know that she needs i need she needs the space 
mm-hmm. she needs to come into that, you know? Yeah. And uh, getting to be able to hang out with you guys and see that, know that something was going on, but also seeing that you're putting forth the effort. Like maybe you didn't want to be there a hundred percent, but you were putting yourself around the people. You knew that that's, that's what was going to help bring you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then just seeing how Mike was just like, you know, like bring like, like together, you guys were doing it together, yeah. you know? And I, I love like just hearing that so much has been broken off. You've realized so much. You've come back to what God has for you. Like it, it makes me so happy because I'm just like, man, like I remember when you walked in. I remember it was like so awkward. It was like, <laughs> oh, I just want to hug her, but it's so weird, <laughs> you know. But like, it, and just like slowly but surely, like getting to know you guys and getting to. Um, just hear more of of your story like it's just so impactful that to the point where now it's a vibe like you you exude that at yeah. this point and the things that you do and in the people that you come in contact with now are gonna hear that they're gonna hear it from you they're gonna hear it from your story when you tell it um, just like we have so I'm I'm super I'm I love it I love you guys I love that you have like no holds bar on any games against Mike <laughs> one goal one to goal. beat me yeah I, yeah. I love that doesn't matter so um, I know like the year right the year has been Mike, as a husband, as a man of God, like, what was your, I don't want to say a hardship, right? But what was the the moment of, like, I brought, you were brought to your knees. That way, like, you can just be lifted. Because yeah. at times like that, like at times like that, we kind of want to do it on our own will, mm-hmm. and within our own will, it's like you're 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 going against the grain, yeah, and it makes it a lot harder. And I I think I told Sam this, it's like um, <clears throat> God's already created that blueprint; He's mm-hmm. the architect of everything. And when you're going against that grain, you're trying to create your own blueprint, yeah. and it's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing that? You know, I'll be honest. There was definitely parts of that year, uh, you know, like Lauren said, uh, I, I, I didn't want to have church involved in it. Um, and I wanted to remove part of that because I had been so critical uh, of the church and of just the involvement. I wanted it in my life. Um, but I've also lived my entire life in church, Mm. um, worked in ministry for the last 10 years plus, uh, cause I was in Detroit for a bit before that. Um, and I knew if we were to make it through, um, if we were to get through any of this, it was only going to be by the spirit of God. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, there's a book I read a while back. Um, one of my favorite lines was 
what's the greater miracle? A healed and straightened hand or a healed heart that was broken. Mm. Um, and that, st- that sticks with me. And, uh, you know, th- this last year, was the hardest part was seeing the anxiety, seeing the panic attacks with Lauren. And, and on the verge at times of her almost passing out because she was breathing so hard. Um, and, you know, I, I think there, there was one specific instance. So I was, I go back and forth to Austin every so often for work. Um, and that week I wasn't actually planning on being there a lot. And Lauren had happened to be driving up for work cause it was a planned trip. And I was luckily close enough, uh, to go over to her. She was about, she was on the toll road, so people flying 85 miles an hour past her mm. on the shoulder, uh, and she was hyperventilating, and I'm like, oh, God, please let her be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, thank, thank God, I was about 15 minutes away from her, and so I made a detour from my next stop, and I got her pulled up, and we... Uh, had to pay the toll road twice, but it's okay. That's $7. They got me. Yeah. Um, but we, we were able to take time to call her therapist, sit and talk. Um, and, you know, I, I don't remember if I specifically prayed over her, but I was praying. Um and that was probably the most difficult thing. Sometimes praying feels like you're doing nothing. Mm. Um, but it is working. Uh, you know, it's just, we don't always see it in our own timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the hard part. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, we're a team. Um, and so seeing her struggle, you struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, our, it, it just it's, it's ingrained in who we are. I remember when we, when we were getting married, and I was like, you know, in everything, we're a team. So, you know, if you make a ton of money, it's both of ours. If I make mm. a ton of money, it's both of ours. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's making what, yeah. who's doing what. Uh, we're pitching in. We're, we're a part of this together. It's not mm. our own separate things. Um, so it's, Yeah. I think that kind of answers that. It's just, it, it, it's, it was a tough year, and I think that was the hardest part, just knowing at times the only thing I could do is pray. Um, but, you know, so we also can look at that as the one thing I can do yeah. is pray. Is pray. Um, I just like to sometimes have a physical action I can accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, hard year, um, but also one of the, is a growing year. Um, sometimes new life means pruning what was already there. That was good. And that's what we had to do. You know, like Pastor Courtney said, there was belief systems we were believing in that weren't true, mm-hmm. yeah. that weren't based in the word, that had to be removed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because of that, uh, we're already seeing growth. And, you know, I think really what it came down to as well was the fast. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a tough one for us because 
or we kind of changed our diet, but that was kind of more of a, I want to be a skinny legend. <laughs> uh, not so much for the fast. What we were fasting was entertainment. Mm. So we we were doing something that Pastor Henry had mentioned, and that was every night we were not turning on the TV. Mm. Man, that was hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I just yeah, sit down, watch something, eat, hang out, um, and we made a shift where you know we were going for a walk every morning together. You know, we'd eat and then. Sometimes we go for a walk or sometimes we do it beforehand. But during dinner, usually we put on some worship music. Mm. And then after dinner, you know, clean up, whatever. And then it was devotions right into it. Um, And that habit has been very important. And it's something we've continued. Um, You know, there's, there's been a night or two where we're, you know, We'll, we'll put the TV on still, but um, it's something that we're continuing to do where just having that time where it doesn't mean we don't always have to watch TV. Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes I've let my mind get so focused on entertainment yeah. and being entertained that I don't allow room for God to speak. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to just be entertained. Mm. Um, I want to live. Yeah. Um, and I want to live according to what his will uh, and where he wants me to walk. So that's good. And just saying, Lauren answered all that question about herself and who she is. She's a cool cat. She does so many different things. So she can play. She, gu- she can play guitar. She has two bachelor degrees. Dang. I'm just saying. Um, uh, no, no, no. And she does leather working, and let me just say, she taught herself all of those things. Wow, so crazy! Except for college, yeah, except for college. <laughs> college. No, if but gave guitar, that to me. yeah, YouTube <laughs> is amazing. Yes, YouTube University, yeah, yeah. love it. So, so, so y'all did like the like the the ministry for like years, mm-hmm. and y'all poured out like so much, and I guess you can say y'all's y'all's cup was empty yeah you know and how does so my question right now is like how do y'all feel now that y'all's cup is being filled is it full Uh, we were just talking about this um you know interacting in a church also without leadership has been one of the most refreshing things Mm -hmm. like being able to actually have conversations not because hey, people are coming to talk to me because I'm leadership or yeah. pastor, but literally just talking and ministering out of the overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it should be done. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not always done that way. And it, it's just, <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, I, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's refreshing. Um, and putting words to it is hard because yeah. it's such an intangible thing. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> God is good, man. Uh, you got any? Yeah, to that? actually 
Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel refreshed. I feel, you know, just overwhelmed by his presence. And the thought that keeps coming to mind is how do I keep this? Mm. And how do I maintain being able to minister out of my overflow? Because that's, that's how I serve yeah. is for other, it's, it is for other people. Like mm-hmm. Christianity is not for yourself. It's not for like, yes, the, you get all those things. Like you get peace and joy and, and overwhelming love of God and salvation. And then the deeper you get into it, the more you realize this is not about me yeah. at it's all. It's not only about me. Yeah. It's not There's only so more people that need it. Right. Yeah. And then when you hit such a like low, low and you come back from it, you're like, I can never be at that place again because I saw what being able to pour back into another person's life did. And I want to be able to keep that going. How do I keep that going? Well, it's small, small, I say that in air quotes, things like staying in the word every day, saying, God, I need your wisdom, um, asking for his presence, constantly worshiping, putting him priority and, and in your own way and how you, put him priority through your work, through your art, through your creativity, whatever it is. Um, and that's hard because it's easy to become really distracted. And that's where me and Michael were. We were so distracted because we wanted to forget all of the pain that we were in, that we forgot that God's presence was so much better yeah. and it, and so much greater than any TV show or stupid crap I was watching on the internet, like stuff that I don't even do. Like I, I watch people who make resin things. I'm not interested in making resin things, but it was just like, (laughs) I I was like, this is cool. And I would like stay up all night and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that's how it works. And like, you know, there's different forms. There's UV resin and there's this resin. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. But it was like a form to keep me distracted, you know, with what other people were doing. And instead of like, I need God to work in my life so I can help other people. And I'm constantly reminded of like the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love people as yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I loving people? How do I love people? Am I loving people by staying inside and having self-pity for my life and not doing anything? And I'm like, if my life is his and he gave me salvation and and, um, through his baptism, I am made a new creation. Why am I not out in the world sharing that with other people? Mm. And then, you know, like, and I'm like, girl, you got to get a hold of yourself. You know, like you need to, you need a, an actual reality check that you know better you know what god's done for you and you need to tell that to other people because they need that yeah and yeah i it's hard because it's it's daily work it's daily work to keep that overflow and it's hard some days because i just you know i would rather just be in my own self-pity but um but yeah yeah i 
this last year, I think part of what brought us that brought us out of it. But where I'd gotten to is I just didn't want to care about people. Mm. Um, people hurt me, people hurt people. So I was going to protect myself, but more so for me, what I kept thinking of was I was going to protect my wife. Yep. Mm. Um, and I can't divorce my belief from people because Christianity hinges on people, the entirety. And, you know, I was actually just talking with Lauren. I was mentioned it to Pastor Henry. The hardest part of Christianity that I always have is forgiving people. The forgiveness in general, when you have every right to be angry, is the hardest thing I have ever done. Um. It's the hardest part it, just in Christianity. Um, but it's the one thing that when you do it, I feel like it's just immediate growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's definitely still days I think back to that and I'm like, this was wild. <laughs> this is wild, man. And, um, you know, and, and, and I want to also clarify, like forgiving somebody doesn't mean trusting them again, though. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not just this. I give you free reign to damage me, to damage my family. Um, but I can say I do forgive you, but I'm not going to give you the ability to do that again. Mm. Yeah. Um, setting a boundary. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think for us, that was a healthy part of it. And sometimes I think I'm a little naive and I see the best. I just see the best. And that shook some of that belief. Um, and, you know, I had to come to grips with that, too. It's not I don't want to be overcritical of every person I talk to or think that every person in leadership is only out for themselves. Mm. Um, and it, definitely easy to go down that path yeah Yeah. (laughs) um especially i feel like at times in uh what we see in the world um but man life is more than that i I, I don't want to be a bitter old man one day (laughs) uh um there's there's still good and we also need to be part of part of that good Mm. that's good um, it's real good. So, Brandon and I talk about that a lot because we have some friends that are just bitter buddies. You know, yeah. they always have been, and 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 it's been like this realization that man, like we don't want to live like that. Like we don't want to be angry at people all the time, and and feel like everybody's out to get us, and everybody that we meet has these ill intentions towards us, like. I don't know, like, that just seems so tiring, like, just so, like, you gotta watch your back all the time, and really, like, you don't, like, of course, people are gonna be wrong, they're gonna hurt you, they may may intend to, they may not intend to, that's gonna happen, but at the end of the day, like, being able to forgive somebody and just say, like, hey, like, I forgive you, like, this is, 
yeah, that was really sucky, really hurt me, and I'm going to have to ease back into this. Yeah. But I'm okay, and I'll work back up to that, you yeah. know, or we'll work back up to something that's comfortable. And, <coughs> and I just don't think enough people do that nowadays. Like, they, they want to stay in that hurt. They want to stay in that bitterness. They want to stay in that um, woe is me mentality where it's just like, Oh well, they did this to me, so I don't. I don't need them. I don't need to talk to people like that. I, you know, like I'm gonna cut people out. Yeah, <laughs> cancel, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it. You know, and and it's not good for us. Like mm-hmm. you know, like you just can't. They're still gonna be there. They're still gonna, you know, they're still gonna come to Thanksgiving with your family, or you know, you might you're gonna have to see them on the holidays or whatever mm-hmm. else. Like you can, like you can't stay mad. That's more. It's worse for you than it is for them. So. I really, I do agree with that so, so much. And it's just, it's funny that Lauren said that you're your empathizer. And when you came in, you're like, I need friends. But then you were still sketchy about people. <laughs> you know? That's but true. It's, but it's like you knew, like, this is what I need. I'm still, I'm still questioning it. But I know that this is what I need. I mm-hmm. need good people. I just yeah. have to find them. I'm still watching you. I met when we, when we first came in, I met with pastor Daniel. I met with pastor Henry. I think we'd been there for like two weeks. I'm like, listen, if I'm going to come here, I need to talk to y'all first. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know who you are. They're so funny like that. I yeah. love that. They're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, just some random dude saying, Hey, let's get coffee. But also, I'm going to ask you a million questions. Oh, you're, you're speaking their love language. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Coffee, love coffee language and, right and, yeah. and speaks. Co- yeah, coffee and talking. Coffee yeah. and talking. Yeah. But, you know, it, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And it's kind of hard for people to forgive when, when pride is in front of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but once you allow God to, like, really soak into you and to you, you understand like pride isn't isn't what he's given to us mm-hmm. he gave us his life for, to forgive us of our sins and we should be able to forgive people of what they've done to us but like you said like i don't have to trust you mm-hmm. i can love you from afar i can see you from a distance but i'm not going to allow you to come back in I literally and had this conversation tear today. and tear <laughs> down what i've rebuilt yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm I'm sorry, but we, whatever was in the past is in the past now. The Michael, the Lauren, the Sam, the Brandon, the Ashley is the one that you knew back then. It's not the same person. It's not the same person. Yep. You can either accept me now or we can, sorry, chalk it up. Yep. You know? Um, But I wish we can just continue to have this this conversation but good. <laughs> we can always we can always come back and revisit this part two, part two it part two yeah. because I'm, I'm pretty sure we can go a lot deeper than than what we what we spoke about and it's like just scratch Lauren was going ham Lauren no no it was good Lauren was like laying it, it out it, yeah it's literally scratching the surface because we can literally talk about it how is, we yeah. rec- how we became the person that we are now yeah the community that we're in the who we, who speaks into us and who, who's teaching us everything, and like you said, Lauren, like how can I continue to 
to give the overflow, mm. right? Yeah. And a lot of people, they get that that peak mm-hmm. of, oh, I'm in that, that good... A sweet spot. That sweet mm. spot right now. They're comfortable. And then once it starts to come down, it's like, well... I don't have time for you mm-hmm. right now. Or why aren't people why aren't people talking to me anymore? Right. Why do I feel this way? Yeah. Well, are you feeding the fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I can't feed your fire anymore. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to do it for yourself. I can continue to be your friend, your counsel, but you're gonna have to just feed it. Yeah, and yeah. all that to say, like, it takes work. It does. And it's it's not. It's not one big decision. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't come down to just the bold conference for Lauren. No. It was incremental decisions consistently throughout this past year. Like, I need to change this. I need to change that. Or I'm going to add this into part of my life. None of it happens overnight. It's being willing to put the work in. And in all honesty, the work for certain, it looks different for most people. Yeah. Um, but it looked like putting yourself back out there. Yeah. Yes. It looked like even though you guys were hurt, people hurt you. It looked like putting yourself back out there, putting yourself in front of people, meeting new people, making new friends. Like, and people don't think they think that people are supposed to come to them. Like they expect right. like things to fall into their lap. And, right. you know, you guys didn't do that. The work definitely looked different. Mm-hmm. And you probably, I mean, course it probably would have been great if it just fell into your lap and all these great friends just came out of nowhere but you know it's like it i don't think people realize that there's just so much work like yourself but also you have to put yourself back out there in a way that you're you're gonna meet new people you're gonna make new friends you know so yeah i completely Uh, agree with that and don't live in the distraction it's easy to be distracted yeah Mm. Yeah. i mean you guys put yourself out there after a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. It took time. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. It took time. It, it was, was a breakup, but you put yourself out there after a breakup. You healed yourself. You healed your spirit. You healed your heart, your marriage. And you put yourself back out there and found a good community, good friends. Yep. A amazing pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else that loves, you know, can appreciate. Asian food and brought that sushi bake. Yeah. That's that yeah. some good stuff, man. You want to get to my heart? Feed me. Hey. You know, we'll, we'll we'll bring you guys back for a part two. Um, yeah. Like I said, we can. It's just scratching the surface. Um, really want to just work right back into it. Um, but we loved you guys, man. Thank you guys so much for sharing yes. your story, your 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 triumphs, your challenges, your creations. And your love. Um, and with that, we want to end episode three. Hey, but we got to give a thanks to Lauren and Ash because they're the first female guest of hey, Untapped Queen's podcast. Hey, thank yes. you so much. Thank yes. you. <laughs> um, and of course, but before thank we, you, Mike. Oh, thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike. You can't forget him? Yes. Come on, bro. Um, I forgot I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> but our review for the week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a little nervous, Nelly. <laughs> It came from what equilibrium. Are you new to this? I know, right? <laughs> it was. It came from equilibrium, of course. Growler exchange and um, who is this? Beer zombies? I don't know, but zombie slaycation was tough. Right. 
And what what is this one, Mike? No, that one oh, that yeah. one was good. That, that's a ten out this of ten. This one, hey, ten out of ten for San Dark Marcos. Days. Oh, is that California. the purple one? Yeah. We yeah, dead man. We dead man. That's Fire. what it's called. I'll post it up on our page. Um, but like we said, step out of your way. Don't allow fear, pride. Um, a breakup. <laughs> Uh, you can take your time, but your growth is really dependence on stepping out of your way. Um, but hope you guys live in love and life. You guys enjoy the week. What be? Boy Sam. It's your girl Ashley. Hey. Ah. It's Mikey Mike. Hey. An L dog. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <we just> end- <laughs> we love you guys. Peace. Peace.